The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you can hear my smile. I love being a part of this show where we share God-sized stories from the mission field. Have you ever been on a mission trip? If you haven't, you need to go because the first time you go on a mission trip, hook, line, and sinker, I mean, you will just see God move and, and you'll want to do it again and again. And that's what 8 Days Hope has done the last 18 years. We started in 2005 when a storm hit our country called Katrina. Maybe you remember that. That storm really wreaked havoc on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, Louisiana, and even into Alabama. Eight Days of Hope started by uh, my father and I just thought it'd be cool to take a couple buddies down and rebuild a home, maybe for a widow, an elderly couple, a single mom. But 684 people showed up, and we rebuilt 84 homes in eight days. That's crazy, right? In eight days, 84 homes were rebuilt. But we didn't realize that would be our smallest trip ever because a national ministry was born uh, shortly thereafter. And my name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with dear friend Mike Fiala. Mike, that was 18 years ago. Yes. We are we are entering our 19th year of existence. Four arms of the ministry, uh, rebuilding, rapid Exciting. response after yeah. disasters, mass feeding. We're building safe places for women mm. and children rescued from sex, tra- sex, sex trafficking right. as well. Wow, 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 and wow. Well, I'll hitchhike in what you said, that once you go to one of these events, and please, get get out to one of them. I, my first one was 2008. Okay. And it took me on a journey that we here we are today, yeah. you know, from uh, rapid response we've been on, uh, mostly the rebuilds, I've been uh, visiting the safe house uh, ministry, particularly the one in Ohio. Uh, it, it just once, if there's something inside that happens to you, that you're just going to go back and back again. You're going to meet family that you can probably go to any place in the country. And hey, I know you. Uh, sure. You, know, you, you reconnect with those other volunteers, and it's it's just an exciting ministry to be a part of. And you don't have to be a skilled contractor. A lot of things we do is we build things. That's I right. get it. We build safe places for women and children rescued from trafficking. Right now, we're building a campus in Ohio. Uh, it's in beautiful Amish country in Ohio, Millersburg, Ohio. That's the name of the city that we say publicly. But we're building a $7.5 million campus for girls who've been rescued from trafficking to get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need, Mike. We've mm-hmm. got six buildings up. We've, we've done that in about 12 weeks. We're going to start helping them again, take another step forward in March. But you don't have to be skilled. Our rebuild trips, we've had 19 of them. Families come. I mean, families with like infants come, Mike. Mm. You've seen some of these families. Right. They show up with like six, eight, nine, ten kids, mm. and they are such hard workers. And oh, yeah. they pick the shingles up on the ground, and they help serve food, and they help do the laundry, and and sometimes they pull wire inside the house for the electrician. And there's so many things a less skilled person like you and I can do. <laughs> I still remember going on. Uh, a, a job site and an entire family. Now the mom's out with a baby. Okay. Feeding the baby out in the front lawn. You go in the house, the son, the daughter are, are doing some drywall. You go in the backyard and oh the youngest gosh. son was pushing the lawnmower. Oh, I love <laughs> so it. So it was it. just exciting. So if you're looking for a family uh, ministry trip, you know, maybe you're looking for a vacation in 2024. Well, here I'll let you in on a secret. We're not a hundred percent sure yet, 
but we are working fervently on trying to put together our 20th rebuild trip. So our largest rebuild trip was Houston. 4,692 people came, including uh, 800 people that were under the age of 18. And we rebuilt 808 homes in two eight-day trips. It was oh unbelievable. So much fun. Well, we are looking to try to put together our 23 built trip, and we're looking at these dates. So grab grab a pencil, not a pen, but a pencil. Uh, the dates that we're focusing on is March 9th to March 16th. So if you live south of the Dixon line, where is that line, by the way? Mason-Dixon line. Mason-Dixon line. It's south. Okay, if you're down there, <laughs> it's south. <laughs> We're recording in upstate New York. Mike, Mike Field. Well, it's, it's south of us, Steve. Of course it is, Mike. Anyways, a lot of, a lot of schools down south, colleges and schools have off that's that week. That's All like right. spring break week. Okay. But we are hoping to announce here, hopefully in the next 7, 10, 14 days, 8 days of hope, 20. And so... Mm. Those are the dates that we're penciling. We're asking you to pencil. We can't tell you where. We can't tell you why. <laughs> but March 9th to March 16th, pencil those on your calendar. So join us each and every week <laughs> in your right. area right. for Hope Rains. That's uh, right. Yeah. I'm really thinking either next week or the week after, if if this is going to happen, we've got to announce that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's January 13th. got to get rolling on it. Come I'm on. telling you, we're running Come out on. of time. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so much fun. Last week we had Dustin and Matt, two mm-hmm. of our staff members, they talked about the Clarksville, Tennessee tornadoes oh, yeah. and, and just, just an amazing outreach that our mass feeding arm was be able to provide 1200, 1200 meals, meals, just yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And then our heavy equipment deployed as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dustin led that. Uh, that was an amazing start to the year. But today, you know, one of our partners is the Christian Festival Association. Right. These are music festivals around the country. And when I say around the country, Mike, I was looking at the map earlier today. If, you, if you've never taken your family, if you've never been to a Christian music festival, like in upstate New York or Arkansas or California or Iowa or, or Minnesota, or Wisconsin, Michigan, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, they're mm. everywhere. Yes. yes and yes, they yes. partner with Eight Days Old. They actually show videos promoting what God is doing through the ministry of eight days of hope. And today our guest is going to be Donna Russo. Oh yeah. She, she's known to a lot of people in upstate New York and Southern Ontario because she is the face and the name behind kingdom bound, Mm, which is one of our partners as well. Eight days of hope. But she also sits on the board of the Christian festival association, but we're going to be talking a little bit about Christian music festivals around the country and why they have decided to partner with a mission Mm. organization like eight days of hope. Yeah. So Steve, you know, numbers and facts and figures. What do you think the input since that has been going on from the Christian realm as a result of being at these festivals, how many volunteers you think have increased or donations or. Yeah. So, so it's hard to measure that. However, do we know that hundreds of volunteers have come because of the festivals? Yes. What we've, we've seen an awareness that we had okay. not sensed before. And so even donors. Mm. So when the fires happened in Hawaii, we were getting gifts in some markets we've never seen gifts before. And I'm trying okay. to figure out why. Mm-hmm. So it's usually because of you know the radio show. I'm thinking maybe Hope Rains, maybe a church in that community is part of in the past. But then I start seeing some of the reasons why some of these Christian music festivals. So when you think of a disaster, think of eight days of hope. We're going to be there. We're going to help people. 
you know, in December we were in Maui helping out families because of the fires in Lahaina, okay. right? Right before Christmas, mm-hmm. we wanted to work with churches to bring some normalcy to some of these families who are still living in hotels mm-hmm. or or in tents, uh, trying to help them out during the Christmas season. While we were in Clarksville, Tennessee, helping out with the, the families affected by the tornadoes, and and so yes, it's been um, it's been quite the journey, and um, just well, so those that come out to the festivals. Um, they hear it some, and I, I think many probably for the first time, and that makes them want, want to get involved and, and or either donate or, like we always say, pray, donate, volunteer. But they come out and at least they're aware uh, of what of what's going on. So it's a great uh, opportunity uh, for a family to go to a festival event, and yeah, you're going to hear about eight days of hope. But hey, most all of these have great artists, Christian artists, great music. Great worship and great fellowship. Amen. Amen. And we're going to do that today. So let's do that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Donna Russo. She'll be actually in studio, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the Crystal Festival Association. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Steve, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Thank you for joining us. Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, Eight Days of Hope family. This is Hannah Fletcher, your communications director. Every year, we are thrilled to see where God moves us as we love and serve those in need across the country, sometimes on a moment's notice. It can be hard to keep up when our rapid response ministry is serving hurricane victims in one state, while our safe house ministry is building a facility of refuge in another. Today, I am excited to share with you about how you can stay up to date on all the ministry is doing through text. That's right, texting. Right now, you can text the word HOPE to 86373 to join our text alerts. You'll be notified anytime God calls us to love and serve the brokenhearted through rebuilding, rapid response, mass feeding, or safe house construction. It's that simple. Text HOPE, that's H-O-P-E, to 86373. We can't wait to share updates with you soon. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, and everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause he's Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber, Hano, and Mike Fiala. I want to thank some of our sister stations around the country, Mike. KKWV in Arkansas, past Texas. WAII in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And then our friends down in New Orleans. We've been down there a lot yes, with Hurricane yes. Ida and some other things. KMRL 
for carrying us as well every Saturday. Let me throw a curve at you, Come Steve. On. I always like doing this. Sister stations. What are not in, in, in our genre? Why not? Hey, brother stations. Brother so stations. <laughs> Let's do it. Sister and brother stations around the country and southern go. Ontario. Praise the Lord. We were talking a little bit before the break, Mike, about the partnership Eight Days Hope has with the Christian music festivals across the country. They're part of a, a, a group that comes together because we're better together called the Christian Festival Association, Christian okay. Festival Association. By the way, ChristianFestivalAssociation.com is the website. There we go. Mike, you've been a part of music festivals, Christian music festivals, for like 35, 40 years. <laughs> I mean, you make me sound you're like old, me. man. You are, man, you're like me. You are, you're, you're wiser, not older, but anyways. Oh, boy. Um, what attracted you to Kingdom Bound and Christian music festivals? And, and, and I know your family, your daughter, and your 29 grandkids go every year. And I mean, what, why, why? Christian well, music festival is so much fun well, for families. I, I'll get to that, but I have to go back to the very beginning. Uh, a personal friend we all know, uh, Donna Russo is going to be on soon, and she knows Fred Caserta. You know, um, back in the day, he had this heart and this vision, and I didn't know what he was really talking about at first. But he mm-hmm. said, "All right, uh, you you know how to keep books. You're the bookkeeper. You got you're the worship leader." And and so we got involved. But I'll tell you, the first festival we ever went to, we saw God moving. Mm. You know, and here it was, and you know, we'll probably talk about it more later. But it was just the the vibe when you got there. Of, of people worshiping together, enjoying the fellowship, families and kids. Uh, of course, we had that first festival. At a, uh, it was a Daring Lake, and we'll talk more about that. And it was an off-season thing. That's an amusement park. Amusement in park upstate in upstate New York. Right. But even when you know it was an off-season thing, got cold, you saw fellowship. You saw Jesus. Mm, you saw love. love you saw worship, and you saw family. And that that just draws you right in. That's what kept me going, and watch it grow from there. You know, I gave my heart to the Lord in 1993, and the founder of Kingdom Bound was going to the church I was going to at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, Steve, I, I see you're working with the youth. Would you come work our youth stage area <laughs> with some friends, Mark and Amy Brockett? There's a name yes, from the past. Yeah. And he said, you know, uh, the hills are around as well, and, and if you can just go over there and help out a little bit. Well, you know, little did I know that like two days in, he, you know, Fred, he's oh, like, yeah. why don't you go do this? Go lead that. Go do that. <laughs> it's yours. But, yeah. you know, I'll never forget this. Our first year ever. So I'd, I'd been a believer since February. The, the festival, I think, was in August at that time. And someone was making her her debut in America. And Fred okay. said, there's a female coming to your stage and, and you pray with her, but don't pray with her alone. Make sure your wife's there and, 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 <laughs> and anything she wants. It was Rebe- Rebecca St. James. Oh, so I'll never forget this, Mike, to the mm. day I die. But we were, it was called the Grove. And it was like a little hut. Mm-hmm. And there was like maybe 60 or 80 or maybe 100 kids. Oh, boy. And there's Rebecca singing. And her dad, David, was there. He was the manager at the time, David Smallbone. Mm. Um, Luke and Joel were running around getting yelled at for pulling wires and doing whatever. They're, they, of course, now is for King and Country. But she was the sweetest young lady. She was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I think she was like 16, 17. You know, our guest today will fill in those blanks. But um, I just fell in love with Kingdom Bound. And it, yeah. it, it's and now these festivals around the country, from Rise Fest out west to Alive to, I mean, you just go right down the list. They're all over the country. And if you are living in Tennessee or Florida or Georgia that you're listening, we're going to give you some opportunities to um, to find out where those festivals are and, and mm. uh, get you plugged in there, hopefully. 
You know, and the thing which really got us going at the end of the back of the day was uh, the music was so excellent. You know, it's everything mm-hmm. that you, you like, different genres, different styles, but all pointed toward Jesus and worshiping him. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do this. Let's bring in our guest, Donna Russo. Donna Russo is the executive director of Kingdom Bound, which is a music festival in upstate New York, but she's also on the board of something called CFA, Christian Festival Association. And Donna's in studio. Hey, Donna, happy new year. Good seeing you. Happy new year. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. It's so good seeing your face. (laughs) You got me tearing up when you were talking about Rebecca, remembering her First time coming to the festival, the relationship that Kingdom Mount has built with the Smopone family for all those years. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. For years and years and years. Okay. So let's talk a little about, about Christian music festivals. They're all around the country. You're part of CFA. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about CFA and, and why Christian music festivals um, would be a great opportunity for families to go have fun and have fellowship and, 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 and enjoy Christian music and why Christian music festivals? Why, why is that important to you? It's a perfect setting to bring the whole family. You know, I say this from all of the years of being involved at Kingdom Mount. It's a place where the whole family can come. Mom and dad come with the kids, but we can bring extended family. We can bring neighbors. We can bring um, our friends from that we meet at work. It's a very... Um, Comforting, I guess, is the good word to use. It's also a really comfortable place to be able to bring people because they're not, you're not inviting them to come to church. You can do that later once they've been exposed to the gospel through the music, through the speakers. Um, for us at Kingdom Bound, um, it's a natural because you can go camping. And so, you know, I watch families all the time. They're bringing their kids and then they'll ask their kids, hey, you want to bring your friends? They invite their friends to come along. And especially, when you are looking at a situation where somebody may not be exposed to the gospel at all. Mm. It's a really great way to be able to have fun. It's a great way to hear the gospel presented in a way that maybe they've never heard it before. Um, And it's a a way for you to be able to, you have an ability to share the gospel from a much more comfortable standpoint than bringing people to your church service. Like I said, that comes later because we've seen that happen um, time after time. And so, the festivals are all different. They're not all camping events. Some are um, like Kingdom Mountain in an amusement park. Some are at a county fairgrounds. Some are in an open field. Um, they're all different. They all have a different flavor. Uh, but it is a fabulous way to take your family on vacation and to be able to hear the gospel, to be able to grow in your faith, or to be exposed to, the, to faith for the very first time. And, and these festivals are everywhere. They're in Tennessee. They're in Arkansas. They're, you know, out west or in the Midwest or Minnesota, you know, Wisconsin, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania. Soul Fest is up in New Hampshire. Uh, These festivals have a really wide reach. They do. It's coast to coast is what we like to see when you when you go to the site, to the Christian Festival Association site. One of the things you'll see is a map of the United States and you'll be able to pick out the different places. And I know families who they map out their family vacation, they do two or three festivals in oh a summer. Oh they don't just yeah. go to one. They pick two or three different ones because each festival has its own personality and kind of its own unique flavor. Wow. Like uh, Talking to Donna Russo, she's the executive director of Kingdom Bound, but also a board member of the Christian Festival Association. So you guys get together like once or twice a year. Talk a little bit about CFA and why it's important to work together. I know we work with other ministries like Samaritan's Purse and others doing disaster relief, but you work with others 
um, hosting these festivals. So, you know, for those of you who are familiar with the Christian music um, industry, there is an association called the Gospel Music Association. And that's one of the things that I was first exposed to um, as an employee at Kingdom Bound years ago. But when I went to the event, which was really great, showcased all kinds of great music and different aspects of Christian music, there was nothing really specific for festival directors. So the festival directors would kind of gather on their own and have some conversation and discussion. There wasn't any really um, teaching or um, area or of way for us to be able to um, talk with each other. And so that we saw a need growing over the years, and it was not certainly not my vision, but it was certainly um, something that was welcomed as we went along. Um, all the way back to 2006, which is when the very first CFA meeting took place, in Kansas City. And it, the reason we picked Kansas City at that time was it was the middle of the country. So the folks from California and the folks from New York travel equal distance to get together. And when we met together in that room, some of those directors saw each other in person for the very first time. I know for me, um, I did not, I had only heard names in the room. I had never met any of these folks individually in person. We became a support team for one another. Um, and I, I can remember um, and you guys will recall, that started in the fall of 2006. That spring, Fred Caserta went home to be with Jesus. Mm. And so Kingdom Bound was in really in a kind of state of flux at the time that um, you know we were moving forward. The festival had taken place. I was invited to come to this meeting. And for me, that was my peer group. Those okay. directors, yeah. they, they knew Fred. Mm. And so for me, um, to have that connection with them was really amazing. For all of the directors, what it gave us was a place to be able to nurture each other, Mm -hmm. to grow, to talk about what things we were struggling with, what things we had success with. Mm -hmm. And since that time, the association has continued to grow and nurture new festivals. Um, It has continued to help the um, older festivals grow in different ways that, that they've wanted to move the festival, you know, change direction or add things. And so it's become really, um, that's how I looked at it. It was a support team. Um, They're a peer group that we have throughout the year, even though we only meet in person a couple times a year, we interact with each other on a regular basis. Hey, did you book this? Did you, um, did you get insurance from this company? How how did that go? Mm -hmm. What did you do? Um, And so I think that it's become that kind of a, a sounding board for one another. And so we, we enjoy that part of it, you know, just the, fellowship with each other we're all we're good friends um we know that we can trust one another so that Mm. if there's a situation or an issue that comes up we have that conversation so it's really um that's how that's our peer group that's our sounding board so a couple years ago mike uh donna and the team at cfa invited eight days hope to do a presentation during something they called i believe it's a showcase where you Mm -hmm. bring artists in aspiring artists people who are gifted and maybe they haven't had a hit yet and they're looking to kind of hopefully show their talents and the festival say, Hey, come to our festival, you know, you know, help open up that five o'clock, you know, slot as we get ready for, um, you know, later in the night. And I was able to share a little bit about eight days of hope. So, so, so you didn't sing though, right? No, 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 dude, dude, dude. They don't even let me lip sync, man. I promise you, man. But you, you had know. a good presentation, oh yeah. You know, so I just shared the heart. And, you know, Don and I, we go way back. I sure. mean, you know, we've been friends for many years, as you and Don as well, mm-hmm. for full transparency. Oh, yeah. But just the fact that um, 
down in CFA would would allow a ministry to mm-hmm. take up 20, 30 minutes of their wow. meeting time yeah. during the day to share about what God has allowed us to be a part of to see if there were some um, ways that we could connect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're part of a, a round table every year, twice a year. It's a church of the Highlands in Birmingham. And, you know, at this table, Mike, you have mercy chefs and you have Samaritan's purse and convoy hope and, and eight days of hope and, and minute men. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot. What you guys do, we're sharing best practices, you know, during COVID, are you guys deploying? How are you deploying? What kind of waivers are you making people sign all these on all these new things? Sure. We're better together. Yeah. When the church works together, when when ministries come together at CFA or or at the Church of the Highlands at this roundtable, um, we we all are better. Well, what Donna explained about the Festival Association and what you're saying now, that could be a uh, a, a principle that could have churches grow, could have businesses grow. Mm. You know, I know we say better together quite often, and so much true to that. Uh, but like Donna was just saying, you you're able to call somebody. Uh, beyond the meetings and the, you you have the support you have the fellowship sometimes you just have a bad day right. oh yeah right, right, right. <laughs> you know? I, I know i know how it works Mike. Come on, so man. but uh you know but praise god that that's a great principle to, to follow uh togetherness and working for that goal well at that showcase a couple of years ago I, I think you guys had booked Corey asbury to come in and do worship i think it was Corey, and he got sick yes that's true and that's when i met ben fuller Right. He was at the showcase, yep. heard his testimony, heard his, his, you know, he sang a little bit and mm-hmm. um, kind of started our relationship with Ben. Sure. And, um, you know, we're still we're still running with him <laughs> as well. Best buddies now, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Praise the Lord. So, Donna, you guys are passionate about doing ministry, and it is a very non-threatening way to invite someone to, quote, church that doesn't look like a church to hear truth, you know, a, a festival. What what have you seen over the years? How how has the festival changed from the festival industry, the Christian music festival from twenty years ago? Well, more people want to stay in a hotel now. Less camping. Although when you get desperate and there's not a lot of other places to stay, they will camp. But we see that a lot more. A lot more people rent RVs. Um, where if you rem- you remember in those early years in the nineties. You know, you'd have a youth group come and they would bring a dining tent. They would bring there their refrigerator. They'd bring a yeah. freezer and they were set up camp. Um, there's not as much of that, which, you know, I say that jokingly, but there are still plenty of campers. Um, you know, you go through the grounds during the festival and the goal is everyone wants to stay on property. Um, I see a big change that has happened in the music itself. Um, you know, there were very distinctive genres of music. 15 years ago, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, you had rock music, you had hip hop music, you had contemporary adult music is what we called it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had worship music. Now everything has kind of, um, kind of merged. You know, mm-hmm. you find, you find an element of worship music in every style now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's not as the, the lines are a little more blurred, which is actually great because mm-hmm. you, when an artist comes, they're going to sing what they're well known for, but they're also going to lead worship while worship. they're there. Praise and so um, we've seen that. I, I would say that's probably one of the bigger changes is that we've seen a, a rise in the uh, the worship music being presented from all stages with all genres of music. And I've seen that firsthand. I think of John Cooper, who's the lead singer of a band called Skillet. Now, Skillet tends to be a little bit heavier than maybe some other bands. You think? Like, you know, Carrie Job or, or you, know, sure. you know, some of our, some of our friends. But um, I tell you what, biblically, 
the dude is a rock star. And maybe that is not the right, you know, comparison. This guy is so wise, Mike, when it Mm. comes to scripture Mm -hmm. and knowing truth and standing for truth and not letting the wine line get gray. It's Mm -hmm. black and white. It's either true or it's not true. Right. And and for him to minister from the stage, Donna, playing the heavy set he plays and then right in the middle of the set share truth. It's riveting. It is. And the other kind of like the other side of that double edged sword. He's also has the perfect he has the perfect platform to speak to his peers and he does. Mm. The artists respect and listen to him and he has spoken truth. I you know, his podcast over the past couple oh, of years yes. you know, has just risen and for good reason because he is speaking the truth. We we had we did, had him speak a couple of years ago and I'd have him back every year to speak. Mm. Um he just mm-hmm. He has a way of presenting the truth in in such a way that people walk away and go, "Why didn't I think of that?" So, when I when I bring up this name, I'm like, "Really, Steve?" Billy Graham. When Billy Graham preached, it was simple, it was easy to understand, and it made sense. When I hear John speak, and some of these other artists that just they're not ashamed. I think of Darren from We Are Messengers. Mm. Now, I, I've, I've become friends with Darren over the years, and, and Darren is black and white, and, and sometimes he gets pretty passionate, and, and he doesn't hold back. But I appreciate that. Right. You know, someone's not a wishy-washy about their faith. I mean, he's not condemning people. At the same time, he's not compromising truth. Right. You know where he stands. You know what he believes. And that's very important because, you know, sometimes, the, and this has happened over the years. You know this. We've all been serving for a long time. Sometimes the artist will tend to say, well, you know, I let my music speak for myself. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. But um, I think it's far more effective in their ministry for them to be upfront mm. and let people know exactly what they're thinking, how they believe, what they believe. Because that's a much easier truth to be able to listen and say, yes, you know, I agree with that. I believe that and respond. Um, I know that Darren had a moment during the concert this past summer where there was a young lady in the audience and when he when he talked about being made in the image of God, it struck a chord. And he mm. stopped and he talked about it. And she realized for that first time, I am made in the image of God. You know, and, and I think that especially when we look around in our world today, um, you know, I, I grew up and the majority of the people that I grew up with believed in God. It wasn't an issue. It was, it was very simple. We were raised to believe in God. That's not the case anymore Sure. in the year 2024. And so when someone brings that simple truth to make someone understand that, it was like a light bulb went off in her head and she realized, mm. I am made in the image of God. I, ha- I have worth. Wow. I have dignity. Talking to Donna Russo here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We partner with the CFA, Christian Festival Association, and a special partnership with Kingdom Bound in upstate New York, Donna, You know, for the last, I think, four or five years now. And your your dates are out July 29th to the 31st. Is that correct? That's correct. And and you've you've announced some bands. Why don't you share some of the names that will be at Kingdom Bound this year? So we're going to be bringing in CC Winans and Matt Marr, yes. Casting Crowns, Ann Wilson, uh, Kane, We the Kingdom, Cochran and Company, and a new addition is a brand new artist by the name of Halvey. 
Sure, he's a rapper. He is. See, I'm old, but I, I, I have I have teenagers, Mike, so I stay up on this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Man. The kids are oh, kids are yeah. very excited about that. Yes, mm. my daughter who has not been into rap, she's going to Liberty this year, so she's a senior in high school. Last night I walked in the kitchen, we were doing dishes, and she had rap playing. I go, look at you expanding <laughs> your boundaries, and she made a mention of that rapper yeah. coming to Kingdom. Oh, he's my. coming to Kingdom Bound, Dad. I'm like, oh, okay, my. Emma, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> I'm glad I you, didn't know that. I'm glad he knew that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yeah. CFA is so important. So, you know, people are looking for ways to have their family. For me, I, I, I'm a, I like to have fun. And, and, and I love Jesus. And I think mm. about Christian music festivals. That's yeah. why I love them. Right. Yeah. Some are amusement parks, to your point. Some are in open fields. But you have a blast when you go with and you make. Mm. You know what life is about, I believe? Life's about making memories. It is. Okay. It's so important to me. You know, mm. part of our legacy is having those memories. I mean, to this sure. day, I go to Universal Studios and there's a bench near the Tower of Terror. And I remember mm-hmm. my mom mm. sitting with me on that bench. Yeah. You know, multiple years. We'd yeah. go like every other year and we'd mm-hmm. sit on that bench and we'd talk because she wouldn't go on the ride. And every time I see that darn bench at Universal Studios, I think of my mom. Those same memories, I remember my kids in diapers at Kingdom Bound in an RV because I was volunteering and my wife, <laughs> I, one year it rained like every day. I mean, every day my wife's like, sure. now why am I here again to stay <laughs> with, with two in diapers and you're out there yeah. working the youth mm. stage? But oh my gosh, great memories of these festivals. I can look at a golf cart and I can see my dad driving the golf <laughs> oh. cart because he worked on the transportation team for yes. years and years and years. Oh yeah. You know, and so I can I have a picture in my office of him on that golf cart with the radio, you know, and and um I and so that. I you know, I remember that because that was he loved it. He loved to serve mm-hmm. and um spend his time there at the festival. And so I think the same thing happens if you look at families like I'm looking across the studio here at Mike and I see, you know, Mike's family has grown up at the festival, you know, and now his grandchildren are at the festival attending, volunteering, being involved. And so, you know, and that has happened generally, generationally. If you went around the campground and especially when you come to places where there's a group of campsites and you find out who rented the, the first site, it's usually the first generation family. And there's a third generation that's attending. I love that. Well, I love that. You know, there's something I've got to say to you, Donna, though, too, and and on the same theme here, being one that has you know helped serve in the worship tent and make announcements and introduce people and, and leads in worship, I always looked to my right, and there was your mom. She would sit oh, in that front row. Yeah. Sweet. And, yes. and every time, every time, whether I announced somebody or got off the platform myself, uh, uh, she would just come up and say, oh, I, awesome, I loved oh. it. And, you know, it's just so much, so much. Talk about memories. You know, I'm, I'm going to be choking up here now, sure. but your mom was one of the greatest blessings and your dad to me personally uh, in my growth and just being a part of the festival. That is a memory that will always stick with me. I love it. I love mm. it. Talking to Donna Russo with CFA, Christian Festival Association, I looked at the website. This is probably, I counted, there's 28 letters in the website address for christianfestivalassociation.com. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So just as a marketing guy, you know, I love marketing. Mm-hmm. There there probably could be another way to maybe shorten that. You could take that up with Julie and see whether <laughs> that might be Chris, an option. Christian <laughs> Christian Festival Association dot com if you're looking for a music festival near you in twenty twenty four. Hey, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the partnership between CFA, Kingdom Bound, and Eight Days of Hope. And why is that important? 
Why is it important for the saints out there to be aware of what God is doing and how they can plug in? We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for joining us. My name is Steve. Hanging out with Mike. Our guest is Donna Russo. We'll be back here on Hope Reigns, which is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Well, hey, Eight Days of Hope family. Well, as God continues to expand this ministry, we cherish your involvement, whether that's through praying, volunteering, or donating. I know it can be hard to kind of stay up to date on all that God is doing through Eight Days of Hope, and we'd hate for you to miss an opportunity to get involved. So today, we invite you to find us on social media to see regular updates on how we're loving and serving those in need across the country through our rebuilding, our rapid response, the safe house, and the mass feeding ministries. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music at 8 Days of Hope. That's E-I-G-H-T, Days of Hope. We really want you to stay connected as we travel the country and then commit to support us through your prayers and your volunteering. If this just isn't the season for you to travel, we invite you to consider becoming a monthly supporter of the work that God has called us to do. You can sign up to make monthly contributions at 8daysofhope.com. We thank you for your continued support, your prayers, because we can't do what we do without you. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating your doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Speaking of worship today, that's Elevation Worship here this morning on Hope Reigns. Mm-hmm. Steve, hanging out with Mike. I'm telling you. Mike, you've gone to Keen. You were part of the like original group, are you not? Uh, I guess you could say that. It, it was like, we won't go back to our uh, executive director, like pointing at you, well, you uh, you, know, you lead worship, so you're the worship director at that <laughs> time. You, 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 you're the books, you know how to keep books? You're the bookkeeper. There you go. You know, Donna, you are the office manager or whatever. Love and it. so we just said, yes, sir. And yeah, but since day one, it's been uh, just uh, yeah, a blessing to be a part of it. Watch it grow. And um, it's amazing. Yeah, it has been amazing. <laughs> and some amazing groups and bands have played that stage. I mean... I mean, some of the names, again, Donna Russo is our guest, but Donna, I, I, I mean, Carmen, you know, the Newsboys, all different versions of the Newsboys. Petra. You know, Pet, oh my gosh, oh, there's yeah. a name from the past, <laughs> Petra. 
Um, you know, of course, you've had some of these worship bands that, that we had just mentioned, of course, Skillet for King and Country and Rebecca St. James before for King and Country even existed, you know, back in the day. Yes. But um, Michael Peace. Remember Michael, yes. a rapper back in the day? And, yep. um, and Michael's on our board of directors and has been right. for all of these years. Go Michael. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I knew he was on there at one time. But So you guys partner, Kingdom Bound, CFA, Christian Music Festivals. You partner with Eight Days of Hope. Why is it important to have partnerships, and where do you see the value in that partnership? Well, first of all, because it's important to be able to provide people with a way to give back. You know, they come to the festival and they have a great time, and that's wonderful. It's like I always say when we're talking about um, the music, and I say, you know, hey, when Skillet comes, we always know we're going to have confetti cannons and we're going to have CO2 (laughs) and, you know, sometimes a few fireworks here and there. And I always would say, hey, that's great, but I don't want to stand before God at the end of my life and say, we had a blast with Skillet on the stage. There has to be more to it than that. Well, I feel the same way when we're looking at the festival. Everyone comes there to have a really good time, to hear the gospel. There's Mm -hmm. parents praying their kids are going to get saved at that event. And there's um, kids who are praying their parents will get saved at that event. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of what's going on there because the gospel is being presented everywhere. And then the next step is, what do I do after that? And what I do after that is I need to find a place to give back. Mm-hmm. And what I feel that Eight Days of Hope does and why I feel that partnership is important is you've given us an opportunity um, at the local level and at the national level for people to get involved and to be able to give back and allow their faith to grow by serving. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we've seen that happen. We've had volunteers from Buffalo come with us to Hurricane Ida in New Orleans. They're building a safe house campus in Ohio four hours from Buffalo. Um, we've had volunteers from Kingdom Bound and other festivals come to Houston after Hurricane Harvey. And so really over the last five, six years, this relationship is kind of deepened and expanded. And there seems to be some trust now mm-hmm. where 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 you know those videos that you play at the festivals and, and you talk about, we share about what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope, it really opens up awareness and an right. opportunity to be involved and also an opportunity to donate when you want to make a difference and you want to trust somebody and send a $10 donation. Well, sure. And the festival, and, and Donna, what are the numbers that come out to, like, say, an average festival? Any, you mean attending? Attending, yeah. yeah um, generally, anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand people are attending. Okay, depending on what, where wow. you are, what part of the country, how big the festival is. So think about those numbers of people that are seeing from time to time a presentation made. Sure. Days of hope. How to get involved after the festival? Right. It's mm-hmm. it, it's incredible. What what I like too, Dan, about CFA Christian Festival Association dot com. By the way, is the website if you're looking for a festival in your region. You're you're in Kansas, and you're like, wait, well, I I can't go to up. State New York and Kingdom Bound, and I can't go to Rise Fest up in Minnesota, wherever it is. But there's a festival within hours of where you actually live. Again, go to ChristianFestivalAssociation.com. But we've seen really, Donna, since this relationship is formed. Actually, I think of I think of Rob out at Rise Fest. Um, here's a guy. Um, he, he's got some, you know, he has some physical challenges, right? He's, yes, he he's in a wheelchair. Yes, he is. And yet Rob brought a team of six or eight people, I think eight people. Really? They came to uh, Kentucky when a tornado mm. ripped through Murray, Kentucky a couple of years ago. He shows up with like a team of people oh, from his festival on. and they bring brand new chainsaws with them oh. to donate to the ministry. That never would have happened if this relationship was not formed. Well, I, I think, again, it goes back to 
Um, and I was looking, and Rob's kind of uh, in between. Like he's not the younger generation, but he's not as old right. as me. Sure, he's kind of in between there. I look at um, the younger generations coming up, and one of the things I believe that they're constantly saying back to us is kind of like, "Put your money where your mouth is." Do you mm. do you believe this message? Then do you really put it to work? Do you do you find a need and do you fill it? Um, and that's the great thing that I love about Eight Days of Hope is you anticipate needs before anybody even realizes that they're there, and you already have the resources plugging people in to be able to get the job done. Um, because we all know when there's something that happens, the practical um, needs that people have are the very first things that need to be met. Mm. And um, I can remember years ago, um, I want to say that it was, you guys can correct me if you, if you remember this. It was, I think it was Oral Roberts who said this, that you can feed a person or you can teach them to fish. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's the important part here. Like you guys come in and you do the work immediately, but you build a relationship with the people. And so I see that they see the gospel in action. And so what I see is our younger generation, they want um, they want to put um, action to their words. Amen. Like why do they buy products that support things? They do that because they, some of them do it because it makes them feel better. But some of them do it because they, they're trying to find some tangible way to be able to give back, especially if they've been given a lot in their lifetime. Right. And so I, that's wow. where I see Eight Days of Hope is that like it bridges the gap. It's like, hey, you want to be involved? You can do a lot of things. You can donate your money. You can serve. You know, you can, act, you can go on the trip. You, there's a variety of ways. Like you make it available so that people have a way to be able to give back in a tangible way that helps somebody else. And sometimes that 80-year-old person in Iowa who can't travel and maybe doesn't have the resources, but they can take a moment to pray because they know that like, you know, last month, Mike, right. we were in Hawaii helping out the families with the fires mm-hmm. from Lahaina while we were in Clarksville, Tennessee, helping out families because of the tornadoes. Uh, prayer works, and yeah. we need those prayer warriors, and that's why I think it's so important when people know of a ministry that is on the front lines trying to make a difference, and, and they can just spend a minute lifting them up and the families we're serving in prayer. Sure, and, and the things with Eight Days of Hope, you don't have to be skilled. All yeah. There's something for everybody. Look at Mike I and mean, I. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I always say this. I had a blast in Houston helping make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and everybody's laughing and worshiping and listening, <laughs> play, and, you know, and then watching, you know, Five-year-olds and uh, with their moms cleaning off the tables. Oh, after, I know that. It's that like great. there's something for everybody. See, you know what I learned on that trip? So we had 4,692 people come to Houston. Our feeding bill, Mike, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but our feeding bill, we had to raise $161,000 oh, just to feed the volunteers. <laughs> and so I walked in, and I saw you making sandwiches, and mm-hmm. I laughed, and I got my phone out, took a picture, <laughs> because I finally realized that you do have a skill, oh. right? No, I'm kidding. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. But, but check this out. I'm thinking you guys are making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like using a knife and a spoon like I, you do at home. Mm-hmm. But you guys are like had these gloves, gloves on. Gloves on, right. And you were like scooping the peanut butter out and smearing them on a piece of bread. It kind of like, oh, I didn't know if I wanted to see that. I mean, it was healthy. It was clean. You were yeah. following the health rules. But when you make 8,000 sandwiches, it looks different than making three. Well, I'm glad you didn't tell anybody else, but, except now it's 200 that. markets of hearing how we, <laughs> oh how we make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And but. Donna, you have volunteered with Eight Days of Hope. I had the best time. It was, the, it was unfortunate because yeah. it was the COVID year. It was the second year that we had no festival. 
and it worked out that the Eight Days of Hope Buffalo project was going on, and I was able to be there, and I, I had the time of my life. I loved it. And and you know what? She she's unbelievable. <laughs> she's she reminds me of my older sister Valerie and reminds me a little bit of Charmaine too. If you give him a task, it's gonna be done in excellence. Yes, yes, and, yes. And and you can just let it go. And mm, you can walk away. Don't have to worry and, about it. And life is good. Yeah. Uh, thank God for Donna Russo. Oh, absolutely. But I saw her in action. I thought, okay, yeah. I can go home now. <laughs> I did. But <laughs> I, <laughs> went home, took a nap, right? <laughs> no, I, no, but I, I will mean, say that this is why, you know, listening to you say these things, this is why I see the CFA being a, like the, a perfect combination uh, of marrying the two organizations together because the festivals and Eight Days of Hope, kind, to me, they kind of go hand in hand. If you talk to festival goers, um, they're usually doers. They're usually doers. And they're, they welcome another opportunity to be involved, to do something. And I, my, I'm of the opinion that people will get involved to the extent that you give them an opportunity. If you let them know that there's a need, most people will rise to the occasion right. and they will meet the need. And so I feel like the opportunity that we've had in this partnership is to be able to present that need and say, hey, here's an opportunity. Um, and, you know, if people weren't involved with um, the building projects and rebuilding and going out when you have a natural disaster, then the other arm of the ministry where you're working and building the safe houses, it strikes a chord. It strikes a chord because human trafficking is vile. And people, they sit there and they shake their head and they think it can't possibly be happening. And then when they realize that it is, and they realize there's an opportunity that they can have some tangible way to help somebody You've presented the need before them. They have to respond. Sound of Freedom, the movie, really opened up the eyes of some churchgoers, right? I mean, you go it to did. church, and think about it, and I've said mm-hmm. this many times, very seldom do you go to your local church on Sunday, and the pastor is going to be preaching on trafficking and what the church should mm-hmm. be doing about it. However, Sound of Freedom opened up the door. I know this past year, uh, Hannah Fletcher and myself happened to be invited by Don and the, and the people at Kingdom Bound to be a part of a um, a series where you get a chance to speak about right. It, uh, what do you call it? Seminars. Yes. Seminars. Thank you. Um, and we spoke at a seminar, and you don't know if there's gonna be ten people or thirty people or forty people, right? And that th- that place was packed. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we're thankful WDCX in Upstate New York recorded it. Okay. And they actually played it multiple times that week. Oh my! Because people were blown away that this the trafficking right. is happening everywhere. And we, the church, need to be a part of the solution. And, and really, there's the prevention side, and then there's the, the healing side. The prevention side, very simply, I'm going to speak to men out there. You know what's driving this? is pornography. Mm. Pornography is out of control. I mean, every single phone, I'm holding up my phone in the studio right now, has access to pornography. Or back, you know, 30 years ago, you had to sneak around and, and try to find that seedy place in the seedy part of town and, mm-hmm. and, and, and hope no one saw you walk in and out. Mm-hmm. It, that's not how it is anymore. Right. And pornography is driving this. Mm-hmm. But again, ChristianFestivalAssociation.com, the music festivals, Kingdom Bound, all these festivals, they're really trying to get the word out about not only trafficking, but how you, the listener, how you, the believer, can be part of the solution, either through Eight Days of Hope or another ministry out there as well. So Donna, let me ask. Can I shift just for just for a second? We 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 always talk about God-sized stories on the show and mm. things that have happened that we've experienced. And for all the years that you have been at Kingdom Bound, uh, is there a story or two? There, well, there's got to be a good number, but several things that really have 
kind of riveted your heart and encouraged you or just a God-sized story that you'll just never forget because of the festival and what you saw? Well, the few that come to my mind immediately are a little bit more recent. And one was um, the last time that we had Mandisa at Kingdom Mountain, which I believe was 2018 or 19. And um, now, you know, you guys know me, I'm a pretty practical person. So, you know, the team comes to me and they want to do this and they want to do that. And most of the time I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, and for those of you who know me, I'm not big on the whole, like, meet and greet, go get your picture taken. You know, I'm not like, I, we, we do it. It's all there at Kingdom Mountain. Eight Days of Hope sponsors the meet and greet. It's a fabulous time. Dave Bruner, our marketing director, they do a great job getting all those people through. But I sit there and go, really? Really? You got to have your picture taken with, you know, whoever's going to be back. And it's like, okay. So, so I kind of like, you know, I just look at those things and I go, whatever. So, but this story changed my perspective on that. So there's this young woman, she's waiting in line to meet Mandisa and she comes up to Mandisa meets her they talk and she introduces her to her daughter and she said I want you to meet her because when I was pregnant with her she said I was debating whether I was going to keep her or not Mm. she said I struggled with with um, having an abortion she goes she wasn't planned she said but I heard your song overcomer Mm. and when I heard that song it ministered to me and it helped me make the choice to give her life and so here she introduces wow. her to her daughter. And so when oh they my. shared that story with me, I thought, I will never again question because, <laughs> because that's an opportunity. That's a moment. And then the same thing happened this past festival. There's a grandmother. She comes with her granddaughter. I knew about her because she'd contacted me early on in the festival to find out whether Katie Nicole was going to have a meet and greet. So I pointed her in the right direction. I got Dave to take care of it. And so grandma takes her 12-year-old to the meet and greet to meet Katie. And the reason she wants her to meet Katie is because she played Katie's music all during her cancer treatments for that past Mm -hmm. year. And she was now in remission from her cancer. So there's Katie. They're crying. They're hugging. They prayed with each other. They had the chance to talk. And I realized that that's what this is for. It's not for the, hey, I'm I'm look cool because I had my picture taken with somebody, although there is that too. But (laughs) it's, it's that opportunity that that person gets to say to that artist, Hey, you wrote this or you recorded this and it ministered to me in a tangible way. And here's what happened. Amen. Wow. Talking to Donna Russo, she is the executive director of Kingdom Bound. Kingdombound.org is the website, July 29th to the 31st in upstate New York. Maybe you live in Ohio or you're listening down in the Virginias. Come on up and hang out with us. Uh, Niagara Falls is right down the road. You can like hit like three birds with one stone. There could be another eight days of hope Buffalo trip. We'll, we'll make that decision and <laughs> announcement in March. So you maybe can serve with us for a day or two, go to kingdom bound, go hit Niagara falls, eat some Buffalo chicken wings. See, I gave you like seven reasons right there. I, I'm just looking at three birds at one stone. I thought it was two, but okay. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning. I always learn a lot on this show. I love it. <laughs> I know we only got four minutes left. The moment that it kind of really triggered. Okay. Let's, let's be real. Artists, they're all over the place. They're they're getting on airplanes, their life, and they're always being asked to do something. Mm-hmm. And so there are there's gonna be a time or two you're gonna run into an artist and maybe that moment was a bad moment for them and, and they, they don't give you much time and you're right. offended. Well, first of all, you need to nail that to the cross because I know enough of these artists, the pace they keep is nonstop. I'll never forget this, Donna. I you know, 
you and, and other leaders of, of Kingdom Bound over the years, you've asked me to oversee the front of the house at the main stage. So you see things, Mike, right. that that mo- 98% of the time are unbelievable, like thank you, Jesus, that mm-hmm. you showed. I'll never forget this. Michael W. Smith, here's a name from the past, right? He came and, 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 he, and he sang at Kingdom Bound. And he was backstage and there was a young lady and she was on a stretcher. She she s- had some physical challenges and I think she might have been paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget the request was, Steve, we've got to find a tent because Smitty, they call him, Michael W. Smith. He, he ended up spending like an hour with her mm. and her family. Wow. And one of my jobs is front of the house, and you know, even though meet and greet is run by a person, you know, you're always there to take care of the problems. I'm thinking, you know, he wants to come in for five or ten minutes because he's got other things he wants to do. The amount of time he took with that family, I'll never forget it. I'll ne- now I get, I, I guarantee he probably has a bad day like you and I mm-hmm. do from time to time, Mike. But the ministry that happens at some of these festivals aren't isn't even seen by people. That's true. It happens more often than anybody thinks. You know, you see what's happening on the stage and what's happening behind the stage. Um, I, I, in my history, anyways, I've never really had an artist say no, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't do something, you know, that they wouldn't meet someone or that they wouldn't minister to somebody. Because most, at least any, my, my encounters have been that that's why they're there. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Donna, we thank you for Kingdom Bound. We thank you for your leadership. We thank you for your involvement in the Christian Festival Association. Thank you for inviting Atheists of Hope to be at the showcase to present a little bit more about the ministry and the continued relationship. Um, it's been a crazy morning. Our listeners don't know this, but while we were recording and getting the thing going, right, my daughter had a car wreck. And so mm. I'm in and out of the studio, but there's something down it. You bring peace. Oh, yes. Yeah. She brings calmness whenever she's around. And people don't know this, but during break, you guys prayed for me and prayed for my daughter. And she's fine. And, you know, when you get snow up in New York and cars sure. cut each other, cars off. But um, thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I appreciate it. I, you know, our I look I look at the two of you and I think all the years that we've been friends Ooh, and yeah. how God has just used our lives um, to be able to further His kingdom. Well, uh, let me hitchhike on that. Um, <clears throat> what Donna brings to the table when you were out of the studio. I'm getting butterflies. Like, what am I going to say next? You know, and then Don is carrying it, and then I just, you know, so you know, we do appreciate the oh, friendship throughout the years. She's Donna, amazing. You know, this is a gr- a great moment to remember so, that. So somebody else there listening, like, that's why Stephen speak for five minutes earlier in the show. He was on the phone with his daughter <laughs> in the towing company because she was stuck off the highway somewhere. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Uh, kids out there listening, uh, drive carefully during this winter. Uh, snow is here in, in some parts of the country. But again, thank you down at ChristianFestivalAssociation.com or KingdomBound.org, July 29th to July 31st. Mike, we only got a minute left. I love CFA. I love Christian mm-hmm. Music Festivals. My family and I, we've created so many memories uh, going to festivals over the years. And I know mm-hmm. you and your family have done the same sure. thing. Yeah. Let's pray. Can we do that real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's do Father, that. we just thank you for, well, the CFA. We thank you for all the festivals that yes, are involved. Lord. We thank you for all leaders like like Donna and Steve and the ministries that they represent. Give them a, a piece as they prepare for this new year, 2024. Uh, just give them favor. Uh, and thank you for bringing people around that they continue to support and pour into their lives in a Jesus-positive way, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Next week or the following week, we are praying that we have a special announcement. But again, keep these dates open, March 9th to March 16th. 
Mm-hmm. More information coming right down the road. How's that like to close a show to, in a tease? <laughs> right? It's awesome. I, okay. I can't wait for the announcement. Marge, all right. Hey, thanks for joining us today. My name is Steve Tiber. Hang out with Mike Fiala. Thank you to our special guest, Donna Russo. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.